Hey everybody, welcome back to the show and thanks for joining us for season four, episode eight. I'm Fatima. And I'm Dominique. On today's episode, which is also the season finale, we were joined by a good friend to talk about her experience with podcasting. And because our podcast is focused on everything love and relationships, we talked all about relationships with her. It was a great conversation per usual and we hope you enjoy it. Remember to keep sharing the podcast with your friends and if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star rating and a review so that we can continue to grow our audience. So remember to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend. And with that, let's get right into it. Hey everybody, welcome back to Pillow Talk Consensus. It's the season finale, and we're happy to end the season by highlighting another Black podcaster, the Questions Queen herself. Hey, Asha, welcome back to the show, and thanks for joining us. Oh my gosh, hi ladies. I'm really honored. This is the season finale? (laughs) I didn't know. Okay, okay, yeah. Reintroduce yourself and let the listeners know a little bit about your podcast and where they can find you on social media. Yeah. So, hi, everybody. My name is Asha Weska, also known as the Questions Queen. Um, I am the curator of the Questions Queen podcast. You can find me on Apple Music, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Uh, my Instagram name is at underscore Oshkosh. So, that's at underscore A S H K O S H. Great, thank you. Of course. So, first off, what made you start a podcast? Honestly, I'm obsessed with interviews, right? So, like, (laughs) on my spare time, I will always catch, like, I will always watch, like, the Breakfast Club interviews. Actually, Mm -hmm. they're, like, my favorite. Um, I would watch different, you know, other content creators that, like, are trying to get out there in the podcast world or even other people that are just like recording interviews and like just talking to people. And I feel like interviews, like that's the space where you really get insight about who a person is. And so if you, if, if you're a good interviewer, then your questions will, will really highlight and really pull out some of the great things about a person, but then also you'll realize like some of the things that they struggle with. And so um, I think in this society right now, people are so quick to judge like celebrities or just people in general. Like you don't have to be a celebrity, but so quick to judge somebody. But you really didn't get a chance to really get to know them. Like what's their backstory? Like what's some of their traumas and things like that that makes them respond to you know the way that they do? And so that's where like my love came from with um, just interviewing people, getting to know people. Um, aside from that, like naturally, I ask a lot of questions, Fatima. You know this already. Like, I really am the questions queen, and um, I just love getting to know people. So, um, a lot of people were telling me, Oh, you should start a podcast, you start a podcast. And I was like, Well, I don't even know how to do that. So, I started, you know, talking to other people, talking to you, Fatima, and um, and just trying to get some insight of how to do it. And then I was like, Well, let me just take a chance. And I, that's how I started it. Yeah, I'm glad you did. I think you are like that person that you're easy to talk to. And I think it's really important when you're consistently on the podcast, you're interviewing people. So your Mm -hmm. questions, how you're asking them, how you're following up with stuff really draws out the information that you're looking for. Really Mm -hmm. highlighted, like you said, the best qualities of a person. Yeah, great job at that. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it, y'all. 
And so what does your creative process look like? Or how do you decide your topics and when your guest stars are going to be? Yeah, so I didn't say this before in my intro, but um, on my podcast, uh, I like to highlight all things love and relationships, specifically within the Black community. And so um, with my process, actually, because I'm in the process of creating the new season now, um, I like to draw an outline of what the theme of the season will be and then how I want to map out each episode. And then also try to highlight or try to at least identify some of um, the guest speakers that I want to have on the podcast, just so that I can have an idea. Obviously, as y'all know, like things come up, right? So those guest speakers that you had, that you're set out to, you know, actually interview, sometimes it doesn't work out and you have to pivot. So, you know, I'm always willing to pivot, but I like to just have the framework down so that at least I have some structure and I have a map to follow. And so after that, um, I record and then I start editing. Like, as y'all know, start editing the podcast, taking out the things that I don't like, adding the things that I do like, um, and then I just launch it. And so I try to like make sure even in terms of like my social media posts, like highlighting my uh, couples, I try to show them, show their relationship. Like each couple that I show, I try to show the couple, if they're like a silly couple, then I would show them, you know, being silly with each other or joking Mm -hmm. with each other. Or maybe this couple is like really like serious, but in the podcast, they actually are very like intimate and um, they really like uh, tap into um, just trying to get to know each other more and making sure that they create a safe space for each other. Mm -hmm. And so then I try to highlight that and kind of show images that will showcase that part. And so that's that marketing strategy that I try to have. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it really like works, but honestly, I'm just like, I'm at the point where I just put out my podcast episodes because I want to, like, because yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I want to do it. I want to share. If it if it blows up, then that's great. If it doesn't, then that's great as well. Like, it doesn't yeah, matter for me. Still touching somebody, like, somebody yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's actually like a good segue into my next question, which is, what are your goals for your podcast? Hmm. Honestly, it's funny because y'all, before we started recording, Fatima was like, "Oh, it'd be great if um her podcast was actually picked up," and I actually have that same goal. Uh, because ever since I was a little girl. I always wanted to um, be a, uh, I always said I wanted, and my dad kind of had this vision for me too. I wanted to be an anchor woman, like on the news. And so um, I would always like practice in the mirror trying to do it. But I don't know. I felt like it was something that I was doing for my dad and not really doing like for myself because with being an anchor woman, you have to just kind of stick to the facts. And so I'm like, but I'm more personable. Like I want to really like ask those hard hitting questions. Mm -hmm. And I want to kind of like really get into um, the nitty gritty of not just people, but the situation, you know, itself. Mm -hmm. So um, that was like uh, where that was where it came from. Like the passion uh, Mm -hmm. of the podcast like came from, but. Did I answer the question correctly? Yeah. I got lost in my own train of thought. I was yeah. like, okay, where am I? Yeah, I think at some level, like, everybody gets into podcasting for the same kind of reason. Because they like talking mm-hmm. to people, they like asking questions. Like, they have the type of personality where people be like, you need your own talk show and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. So I can definitely see that for you. And finally, what would be a piece of advice that you would give to someone who's looking to start their own podcast? Um, honestly... To just go for it. Um, I do a lot of, because I'm an overthinker. 
And so, yeah, like I just be in my head a lot. And a lot of the questions that I ask myself is, excuse me, is like, will it work out? And so, or like, am I good enough? And that's when like self-doubt comes in when you start asking yourself those hard hitting questions. And so then even the thought of like, well, what if this doesn't get picked up by like a network or, you know, YouTube is, it's not the, you know, top rated video on YouTube or something like that. Like all of those questions came into my mind. And so, um, I really try now moving forward is to like block out the negativity, like for Mm -hmm. myself, like start implementing more positive thoughts into my head so that it is hard because it's like, you know, it is so easy to go down, you know, that negative road, exactly that negative road, but like, it should also be easy to go down that positive road. And so I say that all to say, like anybody that's looking to start a podcast to just do it because you want to do it and make sure that it's on a topic that you really are passionate about because I'm not trying to throw shade, but I am about to throw shade. There are there are a lot of people that are starting podcasts and the topics are all over the place. Like, I just be like, what's going on here? I don't really know how to focus on like what you're about. And so um, I think that's really key is to find a topic that you're really passionate about and just like move forward with that because mm-hmm. I'm getting lost in some of the content with the podcast episode. Yeah. Yeah. You got to pick one of you like um, your creative process is actually very similar to ours. Yeah. You like mapping out what we want this season to look yeah. like, yeah. what the episodes are going to be about and who the guest stars are because you need that map because yeah. then you fall, mm-hmm. fall into like, you're just rambling here. Right, talking about right. right. Instagram. Yeah. Right, like, right. And you can have that. And I, I think we like try to push into that by like going on Instagram live mm-hmm. and things like that. But mm-hmm. we don't base our entire podcast yeah, exactly. on hot topics. It's always going to be hot topics. Yeah. But like right. you said, find your lane and stick right. to it. Yeah. Right. I think with y'all, with that y'all do really well is Okay, it will. Of course, you have to follow the trend of like what's happening now, whatever. But I think y'all do a great job of having that trend kind of be the topic, but like you adding your own spin to it. And so I think that's like that's what other podcast podcasters should like look into is like, how can I make this trend, this hot topic right now, my own? And how can I make it, you know, you know, add the Dom spin or like Fatima spin onto it so that it relates back to the personality of my podcast. You know what I mean? Like it really it's really I'm really into um, brands and being consistent with your brand. And so you guys do a great job with that. But I do feel there is a lot of inconsistency out there with other podcasters. And I mean, listen, who am I to judge? I only have like one season out. Season two will be coming out soon. But. Um, I am a listener yeah. because I love interviews. I love mm-hmm. listening to podcasts. Like I love all of it. So from a listener's point of view, not from a podcaster's point of view, just a listener. Let's just try to sometimes come up, you know, create your own vibe and then just stick to that vibe. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the compliment. And like speaking on the topic of overthinking, I think that's where like I was a lot more lax this season. I don't know if you noticed down um, with the like in the past, I would be like, it has to. We have to start the promotion at 12 o'clock on yeah. that Friday when it drops. But I'm like, yeah, but we're okay, consistent. So yeah, yeah. Like, we're dropping it. Yeah. Like, people don't know. We, we yeah, like, we only know. Yeah, like that's just something. Really, 
And like, I really just had to let go of it because I was trusting myself because, like you mm-hmm. said, guest stars were flaky. Yeah. Yeah. Messing us. And like, we're yeah. so grateful that we yeah. it's turned out how it is. Because we normally like aim for like nine to 10 episodes mm-hmm. a season, but this season we have to do eight because mm-hmm. things happen. And I had to just let go of, you know what? We're consistently dropping. Yeah. That's what that Yeah. And it was like, okay, take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Drop this. Exactly. But thank you. I really appreciate that you noticed it because yeah. I do a lot of anxious thinking and to try to make sure that we're remaining consistent but yeah. i definitely think that is great advice for anybody who's gonna start one yeah no i really do appreciate like the consistency with y'all because it's i hate to say it but it is rare and again from a listener's point of view like podcasters and interviewers just being consistent with their brand it's really hard to come by so i always have to commend those that are doing that and like really that are really putting the work in to make sure like okay but is this dom and fatima like is this really us like would y'all talk about something you know that y'all not really like knowledgeable about like i don't think so so it's i appreciate that thank you Try. Yes, we definitely do. Yeah, it's the season finale, so come on, we gotta give y'all y'all kudos. Y'all did an amazing oh, job. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, so it is a season finale, and it's the time of let's talk relationships with the questions, queen. So let's get right into it. And for context, I think this will be a really interesting conversation because we are all three of us are in different stages of relationships. Mm-hmm. Ranging from single to like newly in one to in a long term relationship. So I think we have a lot of different perspectives to bring to the table. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. And this is the question that me and Dom always ask ourselves, and we need to know if the broader <laughs> public can agree, if they had some insight. Can men be as silly as women? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> For sure. I think, so the thing about it is, okay, I don't know about y'all, but I'm just not in for like, can can I curse on here? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> cool. Okay, cool. I'm just not into the goofy ass niggas. Like, I just feel like, don't be the, you don't have to be the clown all the time. Like, and I think that, like, that's really a turn off yeah. for me. But I have seen a lot of men, like, do it in a way, like, be silly. And you would just never expect it. Like, even like the quiet ones that like don't show any personality and so i think with one thing to get a guy to be silly is you have to kind of be that comfort zone for them um Mm -hmm. where they can like let their guard down and show that silly side because i just if y'all realize in the beginning i you know i I made a joke about silly niggas like i said (laughs) i don't want no goofy ass niggas so they hear so like guys hear that they like oh well i don't want to be what she's saying so you do have to let that guard down be like yo babe like you can't like come on laugh with me and it it may even start out from like a joke that us women have to like start because i'm silly myself but um sometimes like i'll start to be silly with my boyfriend and then he'll be like you play too much but then it'll be another time and he's just as silly like he's dancing him and i will be in the house he's dancing and we making like little TikTok videos and stuff. So I think you just, guys are silly. You just have to like make them comfortable to be silly around you. And to piggyback off of it, do you feel like guys, like you know how we have a bad rep as women to like 
give a man a million chances. Do you feel like guys are the same way? Because I personally believe, and I will like literally write a dissertation <laughs> about this. Men do not cut women off. The only way that a relationship yeah. between a man and woman ends is if that woman walks away. What are your thoughts on this? I think the only way, not the only way, but I think men will cut you off quick if you were like to cheat on them. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't, oh, they wouldn't even think twice <laughs> about their decision. They'd be like, no, she's a whore. Like, I'm not, I'm not dealing okay. with her. She cheated on me. Da, da, da. And so, because really what it does is like, it hurts their ego that mm-hmm. like you cheated on them. And mm-hmm. especially because I actually just read this, but like, it was on Instagram. This guy was saying that, um, just talking about cheating, like guys were saying like, no man wants to be with a woman that has been conquered. And so, because with sex, there's a submissive and a conqueror. And mm-hmm. so, women, we usually naturally play that submissive role. And so, and the man plays that conqueror role within sex. So, to know that your woman has been conquered by another man is really like a hurt on the ego. But anyway, beside the point, I think the only way that a man won't give a woman a second chance is probably like the cheating part. Um, another one I will say is um, if the woman is just, constantly i'll say like not being his piece right mm-hmm. so i'll say i'll say that because um men deal with a lot of um issues like whether it be outside in the world and maybe i'm just thinking from a black man's perspective so guys my opinion is a little um targeted right now but to mainly for black men men they go out And they have the world against them. And so to go home, they just want to be in that comfort zone. They want to feel comfortable. They want to feel like my woman is going to at least brighten up my day a little bit. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that a woman can't have her bad days because she's the man's piece. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying that at least there's like some light at the end of their tunnel. Mm -hmm. And so I feel that if a woman isn't that piece and always being toxic and given all this drama in the relationship then i will see a man like leaving otherwise like men to your point they they won't really leave that easily i think that men settle more than women like they yeah that's true. like yeah now what is your perspective I, on this i just feel like they settle i feel like most i don't know i won't say most i don't like to overgeneralize i'm trying to do better with that <laughs> this year but i feel like most some men will kind of just be like, oh, well, she's been around the longest or she's like stuck around while I was finding myself or like, you know, fighting demons or whatever mm-hmm. is happening. So like who's ever left at the end of what they're going through, like she's a winner and, mm-hmm. you know, supposedly, but it's like, is that the person you really wants to be with? Like the one probably got away a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're just kind of settling for who's ever left. Right. Absolutely. Right. And that makes me think about like why does it take black men specifically so long to commit? Because like when I look, I don't like to use social media as a gauge for anything because you can curate whatever you want to put out there. You think about um like that you went to white you went to high school with white people, Asha. Um, yeah, but they were so, like the weird white people. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, like, um, you went to high school, they're all married, they're homeowners, they yeah. have children. And not to say that black people aren't getting married because I am seeing it a lot more, but also knowing the backstory, like, oh, yeah, he was dogging her out all through college, they was all five years, and they just got back mm-hmm. together. 
Like it's not like the not the same progression that we see with mm-hmm. our white counterparts. Mm-hmm. And I want to know why do y'all think black men take so long to commit? And especially if it's like a person know what they want, they know who they want, they know what they need to do to get it. So what's the hold up? Um, I think the number one thing is for black men is unfortunately they, it's a lot more of black men growing up in broken homes. And so they don't have the example of a man and woman working together to stick it out in a relationship. I don't want to say stick it out because that sounds negative, but I say, I'll say working hard to maintain their relationship because mm-hmm. as y'all know, our relationship is really hard. Um, especially if you're evolved because we're, we're human beings. So we evolve over a course of, you know, three years or so. And so I think that that's the first thing is that men really don't, black men don't really see that example within their household. So they're not sure if it can work. And that's scary for you to commit yourself and legally come like legally commit to another human being where like, okay, this person's debt is my debt. If this person does something wrong, that's a reflection of me. And it's also vice versa. And so I think that's a scary tunnel. And then also the scary part about it is committing and then it not working out. That's true. And so when you put those two together where you don't have an example of a healthy relationship and then you are scared of committing to somebody and then it not working out and then you have to go through all this stress and turmoil and stuff like that. Those two together, yeah, it's gonna they're gonna slow walk this whole commitment. Like them proposing and engaging and stuff like that, they're slow walking it because they're like, I'm not about to do something I never yeah. seen. And y'all asking me to do something. And if that shit don't work out, like I still gotta like deal with all this. Cause as y'all know, divorce is crazy. Like yeah. you gotta go down. It's a it's a long road expensive of like road. Exp- yeah. exactly. <laughs> so they like, oh no, I'm not doing that just for anybody. I, I think I like that perspective, and I'm going to challenge that. What about the boyfriend girlfriend dynamic? Why do men take so long doing all the stuff that people in boyfriend mm-hmm. girlfriend relationships do? But they're like, yeah. no, we chilling, you know? Yeah. What like what's up with that? Cause they immature guys. Like <laughs> men at the end of the day, like and men, y'all know this, so I'm gonna say it. But <laughs> black men, like they are immature and like when you single especially women y'all know this like when you out there those streets be fun the, the streets are fun. Not fun and I'm so what i'm like on the sidewalk like i'm not oh, no. the streets can be fun if you no. play it if you well, play it well these streets, that's the exactly now outside now that's the thing though like i think the streets are fun but that's not consistent. Like, that's not what, like, the whole deal is, like, to not stay out in the streets or whatever. At least for us women. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to have our fun. We're going to date. Like, that's why I say the streets are fun because you can date multiple guys and you can see which one is for you. You can be picky. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, like, your feelings are all into somebody yet. So you don't have, you can think more clearly instead yeah. of your emotions, like, clouding your thought and stuff like that. And so that's why I say the streets is fun because there's no commitment. But the same thing for guys, like, those streets are fun for guys too. It's probably even more fun because they are having sex with this girl, having sex with that girl, dating this one, talking to this one. And there's just a pool of, the pool of uh, of fun is wider and they're able to do what, they're, what they want without having to think twice. Like, oh, what's so-and-so going to say? 
What's, you know, yeah. what's Fatima going to say? What's Asha going to say about this? And so then they have to really be accountable of their actions. And so I think that's the hard part with committing for a boyfriend and girlfriend because it's like, whew, I got to really calm down. And now I got to like block out the distractions and I have to see if I really want to be with this person just in terms of a boyfriend girlfriend relationship like which means I can't be outside I can't be in those streets anymore (laughs) so I I, say that's hard I feel like you are really pro-black men I I, I really am I'm I'm gonna say fine so I'm gonna let down but what do you think about this commitment topic I do believe immaturity is definitely the number one problem Mm -hmm. but it's just I know like men mature at a slower rate but like when are we ever at the same like yeah, i feel like you've been hearing that when he was like young like when we was kids like mm-hmm. oh they're mature they're gonna yep. catch up but like mm-hmm. we're like tw- like late 20s 30s like when are they gonna catch up like mm-hmm. I, I don't know and it's i think like you said i think it's easier to just like run the streets wrong but it's no commitment so like mm-hmm. you know you can have your cake and eat it too like you can have something that seems like a relationship without having to fully commit or fully even be vulnerable with this person. So it's probably easier for them. They could just be like, okay, if I want someone to talk to, I can mm-hmm. hit up Sarah. If mm-hmm. I want somebody to just have good sex with, I can hit up Tony. Like if I right. want to go out on dates, I can hit up someone else. So it's like, you're getting a relationship without having to really commit. So mm-hmm. then they don't feel bad if they're with someone else. Cause it's like, oh, well, you're not my girl. Or, right. Hey, that's a whole nother topic, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, I definitely agree with what y'all are saying. I think dating can be really fun when it's done right. Mm-hmm. I personally believe the problem comes in people not being honest about their intentions, mm-hmm. firstly. And secondly, when things change, like mm-hmm. checking in about dynamic change. And also, thirdly, these boundaries. Like, you got to have certain boundaries if you're going to be out here running mm-hmm. the streets with this person, that person. Yeah. And I feel like for women, we're more liable to catch feelings in these situations that don't really benefit us. Because if you think about it, the man is benefiting from most of it. And so then you are in this area where it's like, damn, like I'm kind of ready. Like to Dom's point, I'm progressing past. I'm having fun out in these streets. I like Mm -hmm. this man. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to take it to the next level, but he's still back here. Like, like I'm outside of the streets. Right. And like, I just feel like, at what point are you tired of the streets? Like, right. you've been doing this, you've been running these streets for a good two, three years, and you still running the streets, and you're not catching no type of attachment to nobody. Mm-hmm. Like, when you add in raw sex with everybody doing it, you're just completely detached from everybody. I just feel like, that's not normal. Like, right. you don't want to settle down, even if you're not ready for the full-blown marriage and starting mm-hmm. and building a family but nothing in you is like all right like i'm tired of doing the same old shit every day every yeah. weekend yeah. running through all these females yeah. I, at what point is enough enough but then yeah exactly but i think that's when the maturity part comes in because women i feel and I, i'm not speaking for all women but maybe most women are mature enough to realize like I am ready to settle down. And so that's when we do start stating our, what our boundaries are and what our intentions are with guys. And so um, I think differently is that to Dom's point is that men, they are immature and they enjoy the versatility that they have between the Sarah's and the whoever um, that they get to be with and have, you know, the best of both worlds where, 
I got this person to have sex with. I have this person to go on dates with. And I have this person, you know, that I can, that really pulls out my business mindset, those kind of things. And so that's really just immaturity. And it's like, it just shows that they're not in the, in the right mindset. Because if you notice, and a lot of older men talk about this, um, like on videos and stuff, on Instagram is they always say like when I started focusing on one woman that was when I everything changed yes. that spiritually it's better mm-hmm. emotionally they're better mm-hmm. financially they're better mm-hmm. physically everything just elevates when they focus mm-hmm. on one person mm-hmm. and so but that takes maturity because again men are taught at a young age to have options and so they have that immature mindset and it's not until they really like Something really got to happen to a man for them to like, to reality to come back to them. And they like, okay, I need to focus. I need to focus on one woman. She's a good woman. She's going to help me elevate. And that's how they start pulling their shit together is when reality hits them. And I mean, you have a nice slice of humble pie <laughs> and you'll eat that thing. You're like, Ooh, I need to get it together. So I, it, yeah. it definitely sad, like adds to that. Right. Yeah, and then I think about the women who like stay down for these men and you know build them up and like go mm-hmm. off of the potential of they know he can be a great man, he can do this and that, and that reality hits him, and then he go be that man yep. that you invested all your time and energy in mm-hmm. with somebody else. And it's mm-hmm. like, Well, yeah. what about me? Yeah. And like I and yeah. that I'll never understand. I I've never really heard a man talk about like what happens like what about mm-hmm. this woman that helped you know because they're all about loyalty mm-hmm. and like you said earlier i should like the conqueror like you have all of this in this woman and then you just drop that and then go to this next woman it's like but how play like, what happened yeah well because there's like two things right so that woman that was holding you down like she knows you through and through she knows like a lot of shit that sometimes men don't even really want their women to see or to know about themselves right because men are really all about the ego Mm -hmm. and so i'll say something about like money right so if you're with um a girl and she's she stuck by you when you was dead broke right Mm -hmm. so unfortunately unfortunately um like that woman starts losing a little respect for that man and so that man actually has to show that woman again, okay, like I have to earn your respect. I have to earn like, you, he really has to do the work so that she can trust him again mm-hmm. to, try, to, to feel safe, but also secure that you can provide and that you can um, actually be there for me, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, it's easier to start over with someone else because that older, that person that has been loyal to you, they've seen a lot. And then that new person, you can show them whatever you want to show them. And you can show them just that different perspective of the man that you've always wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And so it, it hurts. But I think like women, those women that are out there that have invested in men, they need to pat themselves on the back because that shows if anybody is in your presence, you're going to elevate them. You're going to elevate their lifestyle. You're going to you know, keep encouraging them and so instill all of that encouragement all of that you know loyalty that you provided to that man that didn't really appreciate you put it into somebody else that's really going to appreciate and value and also make you feel safe make you feel secure and all of that but it's it is sad because um that woman did a lot of work 
whether it be on the woman's part or the man's part, do y'all feel like at some level the person who was cheated on holds some, I don't want to say responsibility, but holds some influence or bearing on the fact that they got cheated on? Yeah. Every time I say this, people be looking at me like I'm crazy. Please elaborate. Yeah. Um, I'll say, I'll just share share a personal story. Like previously, I actually always have been like cheated on in my relationships. And I would never really know what, because I was naive when I was younger, but it never, I never really realized it until the relationship was like darn near over. And so um, I started thinking about what did I contribute to that? And I think it was me being naive and then also not holding that man to like a to a standard and Mm -hmm. so you do have to take some responsibility um because um with it with cheating because um because it takes two people to be in a relationship right Mm -hmm. and so when someone cheats most times it's not all the time because i've heard a lot of cases are different some there's some men that are out there that are just nuts and are Mm -hmm. narcissists and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but it happens. And so the thing about it is like when t- when those two people come to like when something is wrong in a the relationship, then two people have to figure out both of the parties have to figure out how are we going to make this work. Mm-hmm. That other person will seek their happiness or try to work it out with somebody else. Or honestly, it's just the ego filler, mm-hmm. to be honest with yeah. men like this woman don't know nothing about me. So I'm going to feed her what I want. And I'm going to get my ego stroked by this yeah. girl because this is what she can give me. Because that's not what I'm getting at home. Yeah. And the same thing for a woman. Like, a woman will cheat because she's seeking... Well, honestly, she checked out a relationship a long time <laughs> <Yeah>. ago. But <laughs> she's also doing it because she like, listen, I don't want this anymore. I'm going to seek somebody that's going to fulfill me. Yeah. And so that's why it's like... But it's also... It's on, like, that man should have been fulfilling her. And then that woman... You know, you gotta stroke your man ego sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it is it takes two to tango. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like whatever you're lacking, you're gonna go searching for mm-hmm. somewhere else, like you said, and it takes two people to work on it. So if one person is trying to work and you're still not, you know, being a part of the partnership and trying to make things work, they're gonna just be like, Okay, I'm gonna just go talk to whoever else to get mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I definitely agree with what both of y'all say. And I think for the person that cheats before you get to that point. If you haven't tried to communicate your yeah. issues and you just went out and cheated, then you're like a shit person, obviously. Mm-hmm. But if you're communicating to this person, like, hey, like I'm noticing this problem, this is how I need my needs to be met, and they're not doing it, I'm not saying it's okay to cheat. People are human and people are selfish, and they're going to choose them and they're going to get that need met, even if it's for a quick second to feel good or, like you said, I should feel like the man or like get what they're lacking in a relationship. And I think women especially have a hard time accepting why men cheat on them. And it's like, mm-hmm. I I would never say cheating is okay because you can leave. Mm-hmm. Realistically, people are not, they're not going to leave a 10-year relationship for this 
side chick, side nigga. They're just not doing it. But it's like everything that you did, people really don't take this serious. Everything that you did to get this person and keep this person, you got to keep doing. You got to pivot. You got to adjust. You got to be flexible to their needs as they, as they evolve as a person. And it has to be reciprocal. Like you can't just sit back, let yourself go as a woman, let, you go, let yourself go as a man. And expect, oh, well, you know, they love me. Like, mm-hmm. we've been together back so many years. Like, mm-hmm. they can love you and still cheat on you. Like, yeah. the people who love you the most can also hurt you the most. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like collectively, men and women need to take some accountability. I'm sorry, that's a controversial take. Like, people mm-hmm. shouldn't be cheating. But also, like, if you're in a partnership, mm-hmm. you gotta hold the mirror up to yourself to see. Because we, Miss a lot of the signs that like even if it's us being naive and like Asha said, not have any standards and requirements for our partners, something has happened. Unless you just have a narcissistic person mm-hmm. who's just out here mm-hmm. being shitty or whatever. But on that note, Fatima, I think um, one thing that I, I do want men to take accountability and women, whoever goes out and cheats. It's it is a you problem. Like it is a it's not so it's not your partner's issue. Like mm-hmm. yes, they can be a factor, but it's really about you and your insecurities. Because why else? Like why you need to go out and have somebody else stroke your ego? Why can't you do that for yourself? Mm-hmm. Especially if you're trying to be in a committed relationship and you okay yeah you know you and your wife or you and your girlfriend are having tough times. Mm-hmm. Stick it out with them or Mm -hmm. be man enough or woman enough to say this not working and I think, you know, I need to bounce. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, I'm going to be honest with you because I don't want anybody to come back to you. Hey, I'm starting to like be like flirt with other men or entertain other men and um, this going down like the wrong road kind of thing and so i think like whoever cheats you just have to take accountability like it's really a you problem and it's less of a of your partner being a problem they can contribute Mm -hmm. but it's a you problem to be honest yeah yeah i definitely agree with that and then we when we think about the whole topic of cheating it's something i keep seeing come up like we know like main chicks and side chicks it's always been a thing i don't really see side niggas wearing it proudly like i see the side chicks (laughs) like it's no shame anymore about being a side chick. It's like, what? I'm getting a purse. I'm getting this. Like, quiet. Like, like please bring shame back. You are right, right. anybody. Right. Like, right. You don't get no bad honor because you're sleeping with, especially a married. I feel like right. when you cross the line, sleeping with a boyfriend is foul, but a married man, you literally have no self respect. Like, you are like the lowest of the low. And it's like, they make the wife feel big. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you should have been doing this for him. And that's where I don't condone, like, the responsibility being shifted to the person who I cheated on. Because mm-hmm. especially if you go into something knowing that they're in a committed relationship, right. I ain't got nothing for you. Niggas right. lie. I would right. say yeah. niggas lie and women lie sometimes. But if you go into it knowing, what's your hope? Like, right. What do you even think about yourself? Like, you're just accepting. That's they, not they, even the bare minimum. Like, right. just... The trash somewhere, like to put yourself in that position, yeah, like I, go out and find your own person. So that mm-hmm. says a lot about that person's self esteem. Yeah, or lack thereof. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it also like I mean, being the side chick though, there isn't really any responsibility, so it's easy having mm-hmm. a side chick and being the side chick. It is fairly easy. You just 
if you want to play the role of the side chick, you better play it well. And yeah, yeah, you talking too much, yes. and that's your problem. Then you mess up your whole situation. Mm-hmm. But again, like women, we got feelings, and we get wrapped up into it, especially in mm-hmm. the ego. Like, oh, your man coming to me because you not providing. Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. Everybody <laughs> love an ego stroke. That is really <laughs> <laughs> and it also just made me think about something I saw on TikTok earlier about like kind of a pivot from that topic. But have y'all seen this conversation about the type of hugs that a, a female should be giving your man? I <laughs> have not. It's on TikTok. It's on TikTok, like a, a women's podcast. And it was like, would you allow a woman to come up to your man and give him a two a two arm hug? Everybody's like, hell no, uh-uh, you need to do a, a death, a high five, a handshake, a side hug, but don't come and put your two arms around my man. And I wanted to ask y'all, have y'all is this something you've ever thought about or even experienced? And like, what are your thoughts about that? I don't really have a problem with it. <laughs> I'm, no, that made me just think about how I even hug people. Like, I don't think I think <laughs> that much into it. Like, I don't I do try, I ain't gonna lie, I do try, like, especially if it's, like, my friends, boyfriends, or um, certain men, I do do the side hug, because Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to be respectful, and I don't want the woman to feel like I'm doing any underlining situation, like, I just don't want them to think otherwise, Yeah. Um, but to be honest, if, if, like, my boyfriend has a girl, a girl that is his friend, Mm -hmm. or, like, somebody he calls his sis, or something like that, then I don't mind a two arm hug. Like you, I mean, you have to use two arms to hug somebody, as long as it's like, not, not like this. Yeah, like I think this kind of hug, like yeah. around his neck. All right, yeah, that's yeah. A little, if you're doing the around his neck, I'm like, slow up. Yeah, that's what's going on here. And I think that's on the same token as if, like, if you're out with your guy and he sees a female friend, do y'all feel like? Well, how do y'all think she and he should carry that? Like, do you think it should be like? Oh, hey, babe, this is so and so. If they like having a full on conversation, you just keep it like, what I never saw this girl before. Right. I, well, I mean, yeah, carry it how you would if I wasn't there, but also have respect for me to introduce me. Yeah. yeah. If we've never met, if I've never met this girl, you better introduce yeah, me. That's the first thing. I'm okay. Right. Because like, it's like that, and I'm like, as the person, like, I was like. Oh, hey. Oh, hi. Who's this? But I'm not right. just going to talk to you. Yeah. Like, right. that's weird. But, yeah, I don't know. It was a thing on TikTok. I got to show y'all the video when I find it again. It has been a few times. And, I mean, my man has checked me. But, like, I'll get lost in a... Because sometimes I don't know people's names. So, like, mm-hmm. I'll start talking to, like, say if it's, like, a networking event, I'll talk to a guy. And I know that I've, you know, we've connected. I know who he is. We'll have full-blown conversations. And then... My boyfriend would be right there, but I don't introduce him because I don't know the other person's name. So I'm just like, I'm like, fuck, what do I say? So I always do a quick, hey, this is my boyfriend. Yeah. And um, and then I try to yeah. have him yeah. say his name. Yeah. I feel like that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and as we like talk about relationships, one thing, a big aspect or category of the relationship topic as a whole is friendships while being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I feel like my experience has been people prioritize their romantic relationships over their friendships. And as someone who is newly in a relationship, <laughs> I'm trying to work hard to not be that person 
and also thinking about I have been, if I wasn't the single friend, I was the friend that was in a toxic ass relationship. So trying to put myself in the shoes, because I don't want to be that person that's going on and on about me and my man all the time, like especially with you, Dom. Like it was a situation over the weekend. I was like, I gotta show that I appreciate her being there. Because mm-hmm. I know people have their own stuff. And like as a single friend, I know I didn't want to hear that shit all the time. Like I'm sorry, it's I just fine. like it's and not even on the way and shit. It's just like like especially right. if I'm perceiving your problems as something that's minuscule mm-hmm. compared to me dealing with fuck niggas every day. I right. don't want to hear about that stuff. Right. So like, how do y'all feel about like even like that that topic that I just brought up and like friendships and relationships as a whole? I think it's it's important because we're at the age where like we're look our romantic relationships will we're looking for somebody that we're going to marry yeah. right mm-hmm. so um i think it's important to as the friend to understand like okay this person this you know her partner um is somebody that she's trying to build a life with she ain't building no life with me because i you know we're not doing that i'm mm-hmm. here to support her i'm here to listen to her and I'm here to just be there for her. So I think some friends, they got to understand a place with their friends and also know that like that relationship that um, your friend has, it's important to them. So you want to make sure you're giving them the best advice, but also know that like he's trying to like, they're potentially trying to get married and then they're, they're trying to have children together and you know, they're trying to just build a whole life together an empire if you know if you will Mm -hmm. and so i know that that's something that i'm not that's not my role in the friendship and so what i what my role is to be is to be that supportive friend like i was saying and so i think friends need to understand like the that line of like boundaries and you have to understand like this my friend is going to always come to me and we're going to always have our bond regardless of like who was in her life now, the person who's in a relationship, you also need to make your friends a priority sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, you went out your way to make sure that Dom felt appreciated. You got to do that. Like, friendships are relationships as well. It's just mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. So, Dom, you have to show them, I appreciate you. Take them on a date. You know, your friends on a date. Um, have some moments where, like, you'll talk to your friends for hours and y'all just catch up. Or, like, have some moments where you just go over to their house and hang out and like that's making them feel like a priority because they are a priority they are very essential to your life but also mm-hmm. your partner your boyfriend is also a priority but you make that your partner a priority every day whether it's making them breakfast or making that dinner part. you making them a priority by you know doing laundry for them or cleaning up after them like you make them a priority every day by trying to figure out how can i make his life easier so okay a few times yeah i'm gonna take my girlfriend out because i don't see her as much as i see you so she needs to feel my love just as much hey man (laughs) guys take heed y'all what about you don what do you think i've always been the single friend so i've definitely been the one to like be there to support no one has ever like burnt me out as of yet let me not but like no one has burnt me out i'm like girl like please or like this is too much like i you know want to be the listening ear i hope you know you do come to me 
and like you know but i don't always want it to be like negative too like it is nice to hear like positive things like oh like we went here like you'd be like oh like we went you know so it's like i don't just want to get all the negative either like i want to because then i feel like that gives you like a you know a certain outlook about the person you don't really know them that well so i think you know you just have to be careful about what you're telling the same thing i'm gonna you know hold on to that like right you know not right so yeah i definitely try to like support and i think as a single parent, like, you understand, especially if it's like a normal relationship, like y'all need that time to get to know one another, like really figure out mm-hmm. what this relationship looks like for yourself. So, you know, I'm always here. I'm not, I'm not a possessive friend either though. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm a little bit more lenient than some, like I'm not like, you gotta talk every single day. Mm-hmm. I need to see you every week. Like that's not me, but I am big on quality time. So as long as we're like, I'm a planner. So we plan something right. to like, meet up or talk go on a date like i'm cool with that so right yeah, i'm not really that needy so i think yeah. that also helps <laughs> yeah it seemed like you're saying like as long as you don't flake on me like, yeah, like don't friend, be that yeah, friend like, yeah like don't you know that friend that as soon as go, they go they're yeah, going yeah. like you mm-hmm. don't hear from them at all right like um okay right and like asha we were talking about something before we went live with the recording about you liking your single friend's perspective. So I would oh, love yeah. for you to bring that point up because you were speaking <laughs> a word once again. No, seriously, I do appreciate my single friend's perspective because they, in moments where my thought process is cloudy, they are able to see it clearly. And so if I feel like, it, it depends on the, the situation or the argument, but um, if I feel like, oh, uh, I think I'm take, being taken advantage of, or I, I didn't make clear what my intentions are or my boundaries, then I go to my single friends because they're able to say either Asha, you didn't communicate with him properly, or Asha, like, no, you need to stand up for yourself and you need to say what you need to say, or he's playing you or things like that. And now, of course, we take all the advice with a, you know, with a grain, mm-hmm. grain of salt, mm-hmm. but, um, but the point is, is that they give you a, a new perspective mm-hmm. that you need. Yeah. Like we can't all everything. We can't always be the mm-hmm. understanding partner or the one that is always considerate of or playing devil's advocate. Because I'm a, I'm the queen of that. Like mm-hmm. I love doing a little devil's advocate situation. And a lot of my a lot of my friends hate me for that because I play that role mm-hmm. when they tell me about their boyfriends. But I think that. The thing about it is you also have to stand up for yourself. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's really big. And I actually just had a conversation with one of my best friends about losing yourself within a relationship. Um, because you actually do lose yourself. When you're in a committed relationship, you you are losing part of yourself that um, you are changing for your partner. And so I didn't realize that, but she sent me a clip and she was like, essentially... You are trying to change yourself to make yourself better for someone else, right? And so within that, there is change. So yeah, you are losing a part of yourself, that old self, and you have to remember like, yeah, it's change and I'm losing parts of myself, but I'm changing for the better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like that rephrase yeah. because when we hear like people say, oh, you change, it's always a mm-hmm. negative connotation. Yeah. I was actually talking with my sister yesterday who's married and she was like, you know, be prepared that when you do get married, you're going to lose some friends. And I'm like, not my mm-hmm. friends. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to lose my friends. And she was like, well, like, you're going to be aligning with different values and you're going to be changing. 
and looking at things from a different perspective. And I want to ask y'all, do you think it's normal to lose your core group of friends when you like move into the different phases of a long-term relationship? Mm -hmm. I've personally just seen people lose friends just planning a wedding. So I can't like, (laughs) to be honest, I've like, I've only been like three, but I feel like you can see like who's really genuinely like happy for you, which I find it crazy because they were already with this person. So like, mm-hmm. where is the jealousy coming from? They're just like going further with their commitment. It wasn't like mm-hmm. they just met this person yesterday and they're ever going to be married. So like, I've just personally seen that where it's like, they just dropped like, not a bunch of people, but maybe like one or two, like just kind of dropped like a fly. And it's just like, well, dang, like I thought we were friends. So why is right. it because now I'm marrying the man that I've been with for so long. Is it like, are you like, are they like, I don't know that the whole relationship is going to change because it's like, you know, you're the wife. I mean, I don't know. I just always found that to be interesting. I don't know personally because I'm not planning any weddings for myself, right. but I just know this day. That's crazy. Like, and it makes you wonder, like, damn, girl, was you ever really happy for me? Because mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine the people that I have, like, I got four close, good girlfriends who I consider family. I can't imagine me getting married in a chocolate. Right. Like, it's like, okay, Why? huh, what? Like, right. what is it? I know it's hard to be happy for people when you feel like you want the same thing that you're actually getting. It is hard, and we will have some level of jealousy, but to the point it crosses over into envy, and you're just like, I can't yeah. be happy for you. No, this is a terrible mm-hmm. life. That's really scary. Like, I, I can't even imagine it. Strange behavior, yeah. for sure. But I think it is hard, um, because I am a person that I don't really, I don't do well to change. Um, like, I don't do well with change. It could be something as small as like, oh, can so-and-so join us for like the dinner date or whatever? I'm like, okay. Like, but it's it's, it's an adjustment um, and, and even change like moving, like things like that really just gives me anxiety. And I know it's all in my head, so I check myself, but I'm assuming for other people, like change for them, could be hard in the way of your best friend getting married or whatever. And so um, it's very uncomfortable. You feel anxious and you start doing acting like, okay, this isn't, this isn't them anymore because mm-hmm. you're scared. Like y'all routine, you and your best friend's routine will totally change. You won't be a priority in their life anymore, or you'll get put to the back. And so um, I can, I can sympathize. I won't say empathize because I, I have never felt that way with my best friends, but mm-hmm. Um, I can sympathize for them in that experience of change. However, um, as women, like, like I said, we lose our, you do lose parts of yourself and you do change when you are getting married. So you have to understand, like, there's some things about me and even to, and even your friends have to understand this too. Some things about Fatima will change when she gets married. Her priorities will change when she gets married. And so as your friend, again, it goes back to the support. You have to support them in that change and understand, like, also hold your friend accountable of of grounding them of, like, who they are. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because there's a, like, I, I know that you're supposed to change and you do lose parts of yourself when you do get married or even in a relationship. But your core kind of stays right. the same. And that's mm-hmm. when your best friend will come in to ground you. And mm-hmm. I think... That's what a best friend should always be there for. Like, 
I'm always remind you of your power. I'm always remind you who you are and how amazing you are because that's who you are at the core, how loving you are, genuine you are, um, how caring you are. Those are those kind of things. But like your mindset is what change. It's not really the core of who you are. It's mm-hmm. just how you think and how you process. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like we kind of get prepared for that as being adults navigating friendship because mm-hmm. our priorities change. Yep. Like even before you're married, like I have a child and like yeah. and I have two jobs. And so my right. priorities have changed in that way. So I feel like the marriage thing is just another shift in responsibility and priorities. And it's just I get scared to think about like people take that one thing is it like you want your friend to be single and dealing mm-hmm. with fuck boys forever or like <laughs> who wants to hear about that like right. I don't be crying right. with my friends but I'm like oh my god you deserve this after everything you've been through I know right and to hear that people are like no like I'm, I can't be happy for it's like and it's like, what's for you will be for you. So I don't understand the jealousy. Like, unless you want the man she gets. Yeah. Right. Like, right. Understand what like where is it coming like, from, yeah, sis? Like, weird. <laughs> yeah, like friendships, relationships, mm-hmm. work relationships, like all of these things, they're all, they are all different types of relationships. And I think we all made a lot of really good points about prioritizing them in different ways. And I feel like it's really important to, um, as somebody I worked with was saying, giving people their flowers when they're alive still. And like, you know, when things are good, like don't wait until things are rocky to show people that you're grateful for them, that you appreciate them, that you're there for them. Mm-hmm. Like be intentional about, about doing that, especially we all know at this big, big age, we know how our friends can feel a little left out when we get into our We all mm-hmm. know that, especially if they've been single, for a while when you're single at the same time as your friends y'all got all the time in the world right y'all both single right and it's an adjustment especially for like my codependency girlies out there mm-hmm. it's an adjustment so just being mindful of that and having these conversations but just showing people that you're there for them like, I, th- I think that would be my last piece of advice as we navigate all of the different types of relationships yep. don't let any one singular relationship define who you are i like the way you put it asha like you are Losing parts of yourself, but it's for better. It's for a good reason. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would say to people. Any last yeah. minute takeaways from either you? Y'all said it all. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, I think I left it all on the mic here. <laughs> <laughs> so before we let you go, as always, it has been a pleasure. Thank you yeah. for ending this season with you. us. Oh, thank and you. And remind our listeners where we can find the questions queen herself and thank her you is. thank you thank you so much it's been an honor i always love coming and speaking with you ladies because we always have really good conversation um but just to recap um you can find me at the questions queen podcast i'm on um apple podcast i'm on uh, spotify and i'm also on google podcast uh, my Instagram name is at underscore Oshkosh. So that's at underscore A-S-H-K-O-S-H. And um, you can just click on that link tree and you can mm-hmm. follow me and check out some of the beautiful couples that I've been able to highlight in season one. And stay tuned for season two. Yes, we yeah. cannot wait. Ooh, can't wait. Thanks, guys. And with that, that is a wrap for season four. We will see y'all next time.